You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What a world! Welcome to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from my your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, February first 2024 we hope all is well wherever you are we hope you're happy safe healthy and uh that you're excited there are football activities happening all over the place you got the senior bowl shrine bowl pro bowl i mean this is really the bowl season right i mean the other one they don't have anything on senior shrine and pro uh also the super bowl uh next week uh very very excited about that if you haven't heard me say i will be in Las Vegas all week long on Radio Row with my co-host Rob Thompson on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You can listen to Rob and I every Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And yes, that is 6 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, even in Las Vegas, which means it is uh, 4 to 8, which will be very, very, very interesting to say the least. Uh, Rob and I will definitely have uh, some fun guests and conversations that we'll share here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network and across the SB Nation universe, including on the SB Nation NFL show. If you don't know, I host two shows over there as well because I like putting my voice through all of this torture. But um, today we're here on the Ocho, my favorite show for obvious reasons, on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. I hope you have subscribed. And it's been quite the week for the Cowboys. And we've been talking about this here at BTB. Obviously, on the roundtable, what with Jerry Jones saying the team was going to go all in on Wednesday, and Micah Parsons finally spoke, um, incidentally, on a podcast, um, reading the tweet that the Athletics' John Mashoda transcribed, Micah saying about the playoff loss to the Packers, completely embarrassing and unacceptable. It took me a while to even show my face in public. John writes, Parsons said he's hopeful the Cowboys will be all in this offseason. Micah saying, I hope that we go out and get the players we're missing because we didn't do that this year. I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better, and become greater. I would push back at that just a little bit. I mean, the Cowboys did trade for Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Now, you can certainly make an argument that they didn't do this, that, and the third. Um, But the idea that they did nothing, I think, is unfair. But I certainly agree with Micah and really everyone that I want to see the Cowboys go all the way in uh, because I want to see next season be different. I think we all do. Um... Two people who saw really all of last season, but a lot of it up close and personal, uh, were Fox's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. You may have noticed that on Twitter every week, basically, I would tweet out um, kind of an updated look at the number one broadcast crews that the Dallas Cowboys were having their games called by. In fact, 
The Cowboys obviously played a total of 18 games in the regular and postseason, 17 regular season games, and the lone playoff game. And in those 18 instances, they were only on not a number one broadcast crew. So, you know, you get the point there. A single time. It was their week three trip to Arizona uh, when the Cowboys did not have Fox's number one crew. But other than that, they were either, you know, with Fox and KB and Greg Olson or CBS, you know, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson, um, or with ESPN, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, or Amazon, NBC. I mean, you get the point. Uh, but they had the the Fox crew, which obviously has, you know, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson on the call, Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi as the sideline reporters. A lot. Uh, it was a, a lot, way more than they were on um, the, the Fox crew, I should say, with any other team. And so I was very fortunate on um, on Wednesday to be able to sit down with both Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson at the same time. These kinds of things generally do not happen. Obviously, generally, interviews are more of a one-on-one sort of thing. So when the opportunity presented itself, I, of course, jumped at it. Um, and they sat down on behalf of DiGiorno, and they talk about this, but this is important information because it involves potentially free pizza. So I want to make sure that you get a chance to get it. Uh, for the second straight year, DiGiorno is giving fans a chance to win free pizza if a kicker doinks, um, one of the uprights, obviously, um, at any point in the big game next week, obviously on Sunday, February 11th. If you want to enter for a chance to win, you can visit DiGiornoDoinks.com. That is D-I-G-I-O-R-N-O doinks.com um you can hear them talk about it obviously and kevin does note in the conversation that the doink can still go through the upright as long as it hits then we're all good here um this was really 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 fun i am super into nfl broadcasting uh, and all the details kind of associated with it and obviously super into the dallas cowboys and so it was just a i've been very very blessed and very fortunate to do a lot of cool interviews and this one is very 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 high on the list at the very 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 top for me um so without further ado let's go ahead and get to them from fox and on behalf of DiGiorno, kevin burkhart and greg olson join us next right here on the ocho vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
and Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Very pleased now to be joined by two of the most internationally famous, well-known all around the earth and corresponding planets. You know them as Dallas Cowboys fans very, very, very well. From Fox and here today on behalf of DiGiorno's, the one and only Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Kevin, I suppose I throw to you first. How are you doing today? Uh, great. You know, RJ, we, you know, we were talking before and, and Greg and I joked at one point, um, you know, because obviously we did a lot of Cowboys games, which we love doing. So we said fans are either going to be like, oh, cool, we get to see those guys again, or holy cow, I never want to see those guys ever again. So I, I, I don't know which way that went, but uh, for I know, I know, speaking for Greg, we loved doing all those Cowboys games. So uh, it's great to see you and be with you today. Greg, do you know how many Cowboys games you did off the top of your head? I do. Trust me. We did nine. That's right. Um, at one point, you had done um, thrice as many as any other team, although Dallas um, fell apart, obviously, in the playoffs. You know, thanks for y'all being there and you know kind of just telling us all about it the whole time it happened uh but san francisco outlasting everybody um gave y'all some more opportunities to do them um and you really did lean into that greg i was telling kevin right before you got here that i think it was before the carolina game when you said on on the call like we're going to be doing dallas again next week and i thought man they're going to go do the panthers game like the panthers have the worst record in the nfl that's a one o'clock game like Kevin and Greg are way too good for this game. Like, what are they sending them to Carolina for? Although your history obviously makes some sense. Um, what, what was it like kind of experiencing that phenomenon for you, I guess, as the season unfolded? It was fun. You know, we, I, I feel like what was cool, you know, obviously it came to a tough end there in the playoffs for him. But what, what Kevin and I, I think, enjoyed and we talked a lot about during the course of the season alongside Dallas was we were there early on in the season when they were still trying to figure out this new look offense, right? Figure out Dak, figure out Mike McCarthy calling plays, moving on from Kellen Moore and what a story that was coming into the season. So we were there early on when the story was they couldn't finish drives in the red zone. They couldn't generate explosive plays, but hey, Dak's not turning the ball over. So everything's great. And then they went into the bye after the San Francisco game. We had them coming out and they were a rocket ship. And we were like, this now is the vision, right? It's the explosive plays, red zone efficiencies picking up, and Dak is still not turning the ball over, and he's probably the MVP of the league, you know, down the stretch of the season. So it was kind of cool to see the evolution, and then we saw a tough back-to-back stretch, you know, with with Buffalo and, and a tough one on Christmas Eve against Miami. But then they bounced back. We saw them in Week 18. So it was we were kind of there for all the ups and the downs and the evolution of the season. And um, when you call a team nine times – you feel like you know them. You feel like you know the third string guard. You feel like you know what you – know, it's just – it's a unique insight into, you know, arguably the most popular team in the NFL, and uh, we enjoyed it all. Kevin, I'm curious from a play-by-play standpoint because the Cowboys do generate, as, as you all well know, so much attention and viewership, um, and every – Time they get a broadcast crew that isn't y'all. Um, we hear the same stories, right? Brandon Aubrey went to Notre Dame. He was drafted in the MLS and, and all sorts of stuff. So do you approach things as you do have to kind of tell certain stories 
over and over and over again because you might have so many new transplant audience members? Or is there some stuff that you're willing to kind of bake in and understand that the viewer might understand by December of the regular season? I think it's a really good question. And, and like I, I can speak to both sides of it, right? When you're coming in, like, let's say a, a crew's coming in and doing the team for the first time, you know, you feel like you want to just go over the, the main stories because you're a new group. And be, be honest, you know, even the most diehard fans don't necessarily see or hear every single minute, right? So that's how it is from one, one side of it. For us, you know, when we're basically embedded with the team and we know everybody so well and we've gotten so much info on the team, we kind of do the opposite where we're like, okay, there's certain things that obviously you that are key points you talk about every single week, right? We're going to talk about Dak and his connection to CD Lamb. We're going to talk about, you know, so some of those things. But we, on a weekly basis, especially when we had them two, three weeks in a row, we would always talk as a group, Greg and I and Aaron and Tom and our crew, like, okay, like what? What are we missing or what's a new angle? What are the fans caring about or what's something that we haven't done enough of? Um, just so honestly, uh, fans are interested. And I you know, especially again, you're, you're thinking that there are a segment of the fans that certainly aren't going to hear or listen to every single word or every single game. But the diehards, there are some that are. So, yeah, we were cognizant of that and tried to make, you know, there's some things that are going to be topics every week. But I think we definitely tried to dive into different things. And that was kind of the cool part is it allowed us to. We got to focus on different players or different nuances. And then obviously each week there's also the game gives you different stories right in front of your face. So that's, it's paying attention what's in front of you too, RJ. Greg, um, you've gotten a lot of kudos on the heels of the NFC Championship game. Obviously, you know, there were some divisive moments with Dan Campbell and things like that. And I think it's really clear how much homework you do at understanding trends in the NFL and, and what people are talking about and and marrying all those ideas together. And you seem to have really great instincts as evidenced by the fact that you sort of called Kevin cursing Brandon Aubrey in the final game of the regular season that y'all had. Um, uh, how, so, I mean, for context to, to kind of your point, Kevin, to explain Brandon Aubrey had not missed a kick ever in his NFL career and you danced around it. And Greg, you were like, dude, what are you doing? This is a horrible idea only to have it be blocked. Um, what is it like, I guess, in that moment, Greg, where th then then you have to you obviously have to describe what is happening and, and react to the block, but also live in the hilarity of the sequence that you just kind of called yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure if Kevin's really uh, going to ever move on from that. It's been something <laughs> that has really uh, been haunting him really since that day. And, you know, I'm not I'm not sure how he's really going to move on and, and, and be able to continue in this field. But uh you got to say the story, like starting the night before, though. This is a so, whole story behind that. So there's a little backstory to this. So the night before, I give my little <laughs> dissertation about different storylines and what I think, and Kevin gets a feel for what I'm thinking because he is the master at driving the broadcast, both what's happening on the field, but then when opportunities present, steering it to a way where he knows I'm anxious to talk about CD, whatever the sure. whatever the pre, you know whatever the storyline we have set up. And he's the master at getting me to a position where not only do I have the opening to discuss it, but it's relevant to what's happening in the game, right? So that's that's Kevin's secret sauce to why he is who he is. And everybody who works with him obviously gets better as a result. But in this particular case, I get done with my little 20-minute dissertation on the game. And then Kevin's like, hey, something else, you know, we got to be ready for Brandon Aubrey. You know, the season he's had is – potentially the greatest field goal kicking season of all time. Kevin, and I just made like a throwaway joke. Like I'm not talking about it tomorrow. I am not Dallas Cowboy fans have wow. already heard us enough. 
I made it as like in jest, joke, whatever. So it was like a throwaway laugh around the table and we moved on to something else. But in all fairness, it was the, it maybe still, I mean, two kicks he missed. But if he finished with no misses, with his, you know, with nine, sure. 50 plus, it was the best field goal kicking season. And it needed to be ever, ever. Yeah, not just for a rookie, to y'all's well, point. Like, ever, literally ever. ever, right. Anyone. He was passing, like, Morton Anderson. Or who was he passing? Was it Morton Anderson? Whatever it was. It was uh, it was Gary Anderson and Mike Gary Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. There you go. So, two historically good. So, the point of the story is we made, like, a throwaway joke that night. But we're all like, yeah, we got to discuss this. This kid comes on for his first kick. Like, it's a real story. So, just playing off the night before when, when Kevin said it, I said, hey, man, that's – I don't know what I said. I was something along the lines of, hey, man, that's on you, but we shouldn't be talking about this. And then, sure as shit, it's like thump, thump. And I was like, oh, my God. They blocked it. And, like, I grabbed his arm, and Kevin's doing the call because Washington right. returned on the <laughs> sideline. And I'm, like, shaking him. And I want to say we went to a break, and it, we just looked at each other, and we were like, oh, my God. I know. It actually played out exactly what we were hoping was we made the joke about jinxing him and he split it down the middle and everyone moved on. Never in a million years did we actually think it wasn't going to be good. Felt I bad think- for, we felt bad for the kid, obviously. And then, and then but then the, to finish the story later in the game, obviously he missed another one. And then it was like, okay, you want to see him make one here. So he comes out, you know, they 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 throw the ball at the end with Cooper Rush just to give him a chance. Right. And he comes out to kick a 50-yarder, and I go. All right, you know, try whatever I say. Try to get him back on track. He's nine for nine from 50-plus this year. Olsen grabs my bicep and nearly rips it off my shoulder because he couldn't believe that I said that. And I got to be honest, once the kick went through, I was like, oh, all right. Thank God that went in. Um, I'm. You have a lot of things that are going through your minds. Um, I don't know if you thought of what happened. I know you all didn't have the, the Cowboys wildcard game last year when they beat the Buccaneers, but the Brett Maher meltdown was like rolling through everybody's minds. Like, oh my gosh, because he had had a really great season up until then. And then I know y'all did have the, the San Francisco loss and there was the Trent Williams, you know, beef or whatever at the beginning. Like everybody was just kind of pre-living that in their minds all over again. Um, so yeah, way to go. Uh, I don't know who to blame. Cause I guess I didn't obviously didn't know that you had a hand in that too, Greg. Uh, but Kevin, you seemed like the person who authored the phenomenon and then you tweeted about better. it and apo- it well, you apologized better. to Cowboys fans. And I thought that that was an appropriate, you know, kind of thing to ask because of why y'all are here. Y'all are here on behalf of DiGiorno's and Kevin, you just like, you want kickers to miss like, like this is for a good cause for all of us. This is, uh, this but, so, is- this is what this is. This is a perfect, really a perfect segue, RJ. RJ. It's just, that's that's a professional by you. Yeah, we we want doinks. We want DiGiorno doinks, right? Like so, fans fired up for the big game, obviously. And here's the here's something to root for. Okay, everyone loves free pizza. Well, the good news is, if you get any kind of doink in the game, you could register starting tomorrow. DiGiornoDoinks.com. You win free pizza. So, and here and Greg, listen on my behalf. Before you say I'm going to jinx every kicker. You could doink and then go in, and you still can get a free pizza out of the deal, okay? So everyone can be happy. Kickers can be happy. It's not my fault, but maybe you get a pizza out of the deal. Bank shots count. Um, have you all ever had a DiGiorno's or anything in the booth, Greg? I imagine you all have had many a meal um, at different times. Uh, we, only, we only eat uh, turduckins in the booth. <laughs> You know, um, y'all didn't have legs. Yeah, y'all didn't have the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, and you know, I'm a little bit sore about the fact that you had the Packers because that was the moment Jordan Love like really heated up, and you know, we don't have to talk about everything else, but um, yeah, we gave him all the motivation he needed. 
Uh, on the subject, I guess, of the Cowboys' failures, again, it's, it's two people who know the team really well. Uh, Kevin, you and I were talking right before Greg got here about how the playoff loss was so jarring. And, I mean, I think I think I speak for Cowboys fans in saying they're, they're besides themselves. We have no idea kind of how to feel. Um, Greg, I mean, what is your assessment? I mean, in terms of what they can do, what they should do, because you can make an argument for all sorts of different things at this moment in time, because especially after a playoff loss like that, you're just shook and, and you, you really have to kind of pick yourself back up and, and dust yourself off. Yeah. I don't think anyone within the organization and certainly the fan base, you know, for, I know there were some bad memories of the divisional round and sure. I, I'm, I'm sorry, of the wild card round and getting past the divisional and, I know that was all always kind of in the background. That was always kind of a story. Can Dallas get back to a championship game for the first time in I don't know, 28 years, whatever it was. And I get that, but I don't think anybody anticipated. I don't think them losing was a shock. It wasn't right. us. Like I wouldn't have picked them to lose, but I didn't go into that game saying, Oh my God, I don't think green Bay can stay close. Like we, we thought going in green Bay's offense was going to be a handful and, they had enough pieces on defense to cause at least a little trouble to to keep the scoring to a you know at least to a degree. I, and again, no one thought it would be twenty seven nothing with two seconds left in the first half. But so going in, we thought it could be a close game that Green Bay could compete. I don't think anybody saw it going the way it did. And when you win twelve games three years in a row, and you're number one scoring offense, and you're a top five defense, and your specialty when you when you have the season. Dallas did and then you compound the way the end of the year went that aligned for them to kind of just fall into a home playoff game as the two seed it seemed like everything was lining up all right this is the year it's the Dallas versus San Francisco NFC championship rematch here we go and it came crashing down so I I, I get it right I understand why there was that emotional reaction of we've got to get a new coach we've got to get a new quarterback we've got we've got to blow it all up this is never going to work and I think that's a natural reaction when when there's disappointment and and a thing comes to a sudden end. But I do think they got it right. I, I do think when you've had the level of success they've had, you know, 36 wins in three years is nothing to shake a stick at in the NFL. That that is really really good consistency. The next thing for them is they got to get over the hump, right? And that's adding some pieces on the second level on defense. That's continuing to fine tune offensively in the postseason. How can they have a little bit more of a run game? How can they have a little bit more balance because playoff football is a little different? So I think that's the constant evolution of just improving. But I mean, you look around some of the best coaches, some of the best teams in the league, and they haven't sniffed an NFC championship or AFC championship game in a long time either. People don't realize it is so hard to get there. And that's why the Mahomes of the world and 49ers have really dominated their respective conferences in that regard. It, everybody else is kind of fighting for scraps right now. Last one for y'all, Kevin, as, um, as the vocal author of so many great moments in the regular season for the Cowboys this year, which is the one that comes to mind. You got to close your eyes and, and pick the moment from the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season that y'all were a part of. Wow. Um, There's a lot. I mean, so it might take you a while. I mean, nine games, you know, we experienced y'all for 36 quarters. I, I know. I, I know. Gosh, we we did so many, you know, and it's not even this year. I mean, even just going back the last two years, we've had so many awesome moments. And I agree with Greg. Like, you know, I I, I, I agree with everything that Greg said and certainly about this team. And, um, you know, just because it felt like they certainly had a chance. But I, I, I think they're on to something here. The best moment this year gosh i don't know if there's a singular moment for me i i just i'll say this i enjoyed i really enjoyed the dak 
to CD connections throughout the year. You know, Dak had his best year. And that's the thing about, you know, everyone, all Mike McCarthy, whatever. Well, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott uh, had their best years together, right? And so I think just Dak jumping to a new level uh, with his play, um, to me, that's what I enjoyed. I know, and I know the last one was a sour taste in the mouth of the playoff loss. It always is if you go out in the playoffs. But I, I just think he was so superb this year and so many things that he did uh, in his just competitive level that I, I really enjoy watching him play. I, I know that's not a, a specific play. If you're going for one specific play, the one that I always go back to is the one from last year, the one on the Christmas Eve game. Garden 30. When he hit T.Y. Hilton up top for like 60 yards. That's like one of my favorite plays that I've called for the Cowboys in the last couple of years. That's a good one. And you also smushed the Eagles in the process. So we'll totally take that. Uh, DiGiornoDoinks.com. I don't think y'all get to hear this a lot. Um, so as somebody who speaks for a fan base that heard y'all, thank you very much. I mean, you help make memories that people remember forever with whoever they're watching games with and things like that. And while the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl, to your point, Greg, and your point too, Kevin, they've been two really successful years over um, these last couple of seasons. So thank y'all for being a part of our Sunday afternoons every week. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Hey, man, appreciate it. Enjoyed it. I want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, and DiGiorno for the time. If you can get free pizza, I'm always going to do what I can to push you in that direction. But um, this was just such a cool conversation um, to hear the Brandon Aubrey story. Um, you know, we believe in Brandon Aubrey. It's not cool that Brandon Aubrey missed two field goals, but, you know, it worked out relative to that game. Uh, but to hear, you know, the story that went into that, I, I find that stuff fascinating, how these broadcasters and, and duos and pairs and, and, you know, sideline reporters and, you know, whoever the case may be, just hosts or whatever, kind of figure out, you know, what they're going to do, how something's going to unfold. And sometimes you can do that and it can just become its own thing like the Brandon Aubrey thing did. Um, I also found it interesting to hear Greg's take on the Cowboys. I know that we all are really, really, really mad, but he's right. And I know we all know this, you know, that there's a lot of success that the Cowboys have had that we shouldn't just, you know, scoff at. Um, I'm not saying you're scoffing, but, you know, just adding what I believe to be necessary context. You can watch the interview if you would like on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Really, really, really cool. Make sure you subscribe there. Make sure you sub uh, subscribe here. Going to be dropping some of the fun interviews uh, that obviously are Dallas Cowboys related for you, uh, both here on the podcast network and on the YouTube channel. There will be some, uh, will definitely be some Cowboys ones. I know we're scheduled at the very least to speak with Tony Pollard. So stuff like that uh, should be coming your way from uh, Las Vegas next week on Radio Row. But um, until then, it's time to... You know, going to do the old, uh, you, know, you don't have to go home, but you do got to get out of here. And actually, you don't really have to do anything. The, you know, the, the, the podcast will just end. I mean, <laughs> so you could really just do nothing if you wanted to. That's completely and totally up to you. Um, let's see how this week keeps on going. Let's see how next week goes. Let's just see. Let's just, let's just be open. Let's just see what's going to happen, all right? Let's just, let's just see. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful month, a wonderful year, a wonderful life. I hope you have the best everything ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, 
the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.